Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I, of course, am Danny Burke, your host, live as always out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. We got a solid one planned for you. To head into the weekend, jam-packed with plenty of betting content, not only for tonight, but for the next couple of days. Helping us out tonight, though, Jeff Erickson, senior editor over at Roto-Wire, will be dishing out some knowledge for tonight's Major League Baseball slate. And even beyond that, we're going to take a look if we have some time in terms of the NL and AL Cy Young race and NL MVP. See what Jeff's thoughts are throughout all of those categories. Then furthermore, after that, I've got a couple plays tonight and for a little bit longer ahead into the weekend, some preseason action and some baseball too. And like we've been doing every single day this week, we're going to be doing those head-to-head -head props, the match bet, betting section at Bet Rivers. Tonight, we will be focusing on wide receivers and pretty much just a few that stood out to me the most. And then to end things up, we're going to continue it with NFL Pro Football uh, Betting Guide contributor Brady Cannon, who does fantastic work covering the NFL. You know him as his great contributions to golf, but he's a super contest champion as well. So we'll get his insight looking into the upcoming NFL season. And speaking of which, just like we've done pretty much the past few shows here on Rush Hour this week, there's been news every day about who's going to be starting week one. And we just got the most recent news tonight, or rather earlier today, about the New Orleans Saints 
Jameis Winston is going to be your guy week one when the Saints take on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay anywhere from two and a half to a three-point favorite. But look, I mean, Jameis Winston being the starter, I thought should have been the move regardless because Taysom Hill, yes, you know what you're getting with Taysom Hill. There's kind of a cap, right? He's kind of limited to the ability that he can bring to the field. He's not going to be your consistent thrower that's going to electrify the field. I mean, that's what Jameis Winston can do. Yes, He's going to be sloppy from time to time. That was evident when he went 30 and 30 with the touchdowns and interceptions. Hopefully he could kind of fix that after the eye surgery and all the jokes everybody made with it. But truthfully, I do think starting Jameis is the best move for the Saints team because you're going to implement Taysom Hill regardless, right? I mean, you're going to have him in special schemes like they have in the past. And Jameis Winston still just has such a cannon and can be, I don't want to say maybe a top quarterback, but enough to compete in this division and you know, not overcome the Bucks probably, but get you close to finding yourselves maybe in a wild card spot in the playoffs. So uh, just looking at the betting profile for Jameis Winston, MVP 33 to one, offensive player of the year is 66 to one, most passing touchdowns, which could be interesting. However, a limited category or just crew to throw to receiver wise, 25 to one though, if you think he can get that. Most interceptions is 12 to one. But what may be more intriguing that we don't have listed there, comeback player of the year for Jameis at 10 to 1. I think he was as high, maybe as 18 to 1, maybe 20 to 1. That may be a little bit too high. But I remember when we first kind of dove into this as the long shot, Jameis was a guy we kind of circled out. But again, you know, 10 to 1, if you're looking for somewhat of a longer shot, Jameis could be a viable option potentially. But I'm excited for him. Good for Jameis. The Saints have some positive news potentially in a season that could be a little bit rougher considering everything that's happening. Michael Thomas and the receivers and you know all that craziness. So we'll see if some good things can be brought from Jameis down in New Orleans for this upcoming season. But all right, we do have some NFL preseason action to look forward to tonight. Plus, I got a couple plays to dish out for Sunday's slate of games. But let's get you squared away with the action happening later tonight. 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. We've got the Eagles and the Jets tonight. Philly catching four and a half on the road currently at Bet Rivers. And they opened up as about a four-point dog. So a little bit of love going toward the Jets tonight. Minus 215 is what we're seeing the money line for the Jets. The Eagles catching plus 170. Total at 34 currently is where we see that at Bet Rivers. A little bit of movement with the total, 33.5. Again, up to 34 for that matchup. Uh, to me, you know, this game, nothing really worth betting. I don't have too much conviction one way or the other on these teams. And, Frankly, I don't for the remainder of these Friday night games, but figure we'll just go through these lines right now because, look, it's all about seeing what the best line movement is, which quarterback you can trust. And at this point, which teams are still kind of figuring out the quarterback battle? Who could be the starter? So that's why I don't have too much interest for this game. Could take a look at the Steelers and Panthers, though, and this one actually has seen some significant movement. Pittsburgh opened up as a one-point favorite, but Carolina now a three-and-a-half-point favorite with the total at 35-and-a-half. Total opened at 34. That one's gone up a point and a half. So big movement in terms of going toward the Panthers on the spread and the total in some action from 34 to 35 and a half to the over. Once again, the show is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Friday evening. Just giving out some info for the upcoming NFL preseason games tonight. We're talking about the Steelers and Panthers where we've seen some significant line movement Go toward Carolina. They were a one-point dog, now up to a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Total in this game has gotten some love to the over, now that we see present at 35-and-a-half. And then finally, the last game tonight, the Vikings and the Chiefs. That one taking place 
in about an hour or so, maybe a little bit less. But Kansas City at home, Lane Forn a hook against Kansas City, or excuse me, against Minnesota. And Kansas City opened up as a three-point favorite, so they moved the point and a half as a favorite tonight. 38 is that total. The over's gotten a bunch of love there. 34 and a half up to 38 for the final matchup tonight in preseason between Kansas City and Minnesota. But like I said earlier, I did make a couple of preseason plays. It's been a couple of weeks. I did in week one and then haven't done much since. But on Sunday, I'm looking forward to a couple of games. And again, we'll be talking baseball in a few moments with Jeff Erickson. But really quick, just wanted to touch on a couple of preseason games that caught my attention, starting with the Jags and the Cowboys in this game. We've seen decent movement in this spot in favor of Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, uh, this one opened money line Jacksonville at about minus 145. You're seeing them at about that minus 175 range, somewhere around there. Spread actually had Dallas as a point and a half favorite. Now you've seen it go up to about three and a half in favor of Jacksonville in this spot. Total currently at about 36. So the movement has gone toward Jacksonville. And look, you know, they haven't been that great this preseason. Urban Meyer looking to get his first win as a coach in the NFL, but the Cowboys are 0-3 themselves. Urban Meyer did say, though, he's expecting to play some starters. So, uh, look, you still got Gardner Minshew as the backup. Trevor Lawrence was named the starter. So maybe we can expect a little bit better roster out of this Jacksonville team. And that's where the movement's gone toward. And, you know, I laid a high price here, and that's what we've kind of been doing in preseason from time to time instead of, messing with the spreads that can be so wonky and unique in preseason compared to the regular season. So I did lay the minus 175. It's If it's a little bit too steep, completely understand wanting to stay away. But I like the movement going toward the Jags, and I agree with that. So rolling with Jacksonville, like I said, we'll get into this a little bit further in the show. But the other game that I played was the Patriots on the money line, minus 170 at the Giants. Still got the quarterback competition with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. We'll see how much Newton may play but we can probably expect Mac Jones getting some significant playing time. So uh, looking forward to those games on Sunday, which, of course, again, we'll recap when we go through Danny's Dimes. But let's get you squared away with some baseball action on the Diamond Tonight. Familiar face of the program joining us now, and that's Jeff Erickson at Jeff underscore Erickson on Twitter, senior editor over at RotoWire. Jeff, we appreciate you hopping on this fine Friday evening. We got a good slate to look forward to tonight, so let's jump right into it because I want to talk about some futures with you as well in terms of Cy Young and NL MVP. But let's begin with this Astros game. Now, this one, maybe not necessarily the best to bet in terms of Houston being a big favorite, minus 210, and the Rangers on the other side, naturally the big dog, plus 175. They got a pitcher making his debut tonight. Glenn Otto, it looks like, taking on Jake Odorizzi. How do you handicap something that's a little bit strange in the sense of a new pitcher being implemented? You know, sometimes you see uh, you get these brand new uh, pitchers making their debuts and it's it's confusing. It really is. It, it's one of those situations sometimes where like they, you know, if a team doesn't have a good scattering report on the guy, they might be thrown off just a little bit there. I look at what uh, he's done at AAA, 435 year, a 168 whip. I think that, you know, I'd like the over in this one here is the way I kind of try to play that there, especially with Jake Odorizzi on the other side, not exactly being the Astros ace. I kind of look at that as the, the betting opportunity, if you will. I kind of like that uh, total at nine. Yeah, total set at nine, slightly shaded to the over minus 112. But no, that makes sense. And that's why sometimes you kind of throw in a wrench into things when you get a brand new pitcher, especially this late in the season. So uh, kind of one of those unique games, personally, probably one I'm going to be sticking away from. But maybe you see a little bit better uh, betting opportunity overall in the Crosstown Classic once again, Jeff, because we got the White Sox now as the home team taking on the Cubs, who 
look, we know the struggles they've endured in this month of August. A 681 OPS this month. The White Sox on the other side, a team that just dominates offensively at home. And they're a minus 215 favorite on the money line. You want to lay the run and a half. It's minus 109. Seeing a total of nine and a half. And Jeff, you know, Dallas Keuchel really hasn't been that trustworthy. But if there's a time to back him, you got to imagine it's probably tonight against the Cubs. Yeah, and, and again, uh, the thing is, you look at the opposing pitcher for the Cubs is Keegan Thompson. 242 ERA. Okay, great. Well, he's never gone more than four innings at a time. That bullpen has been eviscerated by trades and injuries. I, I think the tack on runs are where you really get some value out of this one here. So that's why, I, again, I think I, like I built uh, my DFS lineups with the uh, White Sox stack tonight. Uh, if that gives you any indication of my confidence in the White Sox piling on the runs. Uh, the Cubs, I mean, they, they're, their best bats are right-handed right now, whether it's Schwindel or Patrick Wisdom in the middle of that lineup. They're the guys that are doing the most. Uh, you know, no Rafael Ortega tonight. Uh, but you know, and that, so maybe there's not a depth in that lineup that you like. And Keuchel, as you alluded to, is not exactly the most reliable guy there. Uh, their, their bullpen did get tested yesterday in that game against Toronto, that 10-7 game. Maybe I'm just I'm the square here, but I'm liking the over again. Uh, I, I understand nine and a half. It's it's a hefty price to pay. No one ever advises taking the under. It seems like, but uh, I, I like these late tack on run possibilities. No, I'm actually with you here, too. I was talking uh, with some people about this game earlier. And in terms of the total of 9.5, I think that's the direction you go because the Cubs have hit a little bit better against Southpaws this season. And again, you know, like I was alluding to, the Sox have been a dominant team at home offensively and can take advantage of whoever the Cubs are going to be throwing out there. So I'm with you. I'd strongly lean to the over at 9.5 for the Crosstown Classic. Uh, let's look at another game, though, sticking around the Midwest area with Milwaukee and Minnesota. The Twins at home in this spot with Albers on the mound, who's only pitched four innings. So, again, a very small sample size. But the Twins just right. a plus 115 home dog. Lauer, the southpaw, taking the bump from Milwaukee, who hasn't been one of their stronger pitchers, has the Brewers as a minus 134 favorite. Again, a total we're seeing at nine and a half. Anything worth a play for this game tonight, Jeff? I think I just go straight money line here and take the Brewers. A uh, couple of reasons why. Uh, one, uh, they got in town in Minnesota a lot sooner than the, the, the twins did twins played a seven o'clock game in Boston last night, then had to fly, got in really late. Uh, I think that's a good starting point Two, the brewers are the, the best road team in baseball. Uh, I, I think that the disparity between the two teams isn't reflected in the line. Uh, the twins do get Byron Buxton back. He's batting lead off. That's one, you know, maybe possible draw away from, you know, you know, that's why maybe you don't take the over. I mean, the under on this one, maybe you don't back Lauer, but the Brewers also have a really good bullpen. They didn't use their best relievers yesterday. They were they were down five nothing early in that one against the Reds. So they their their best relievers are rested in this one too. So I'm less concerned about Lauer being able to go deep in this game. I think that maybe is the 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 other reason why I kind of back the Brewers in this one. Okay, now Jeff, in this next matchup, I personally have a little bit of interest in it and in a bet that I did make, which I'll get into further on the show, but. How about the Yankees and A's, the red-hot New York Yankees looking to continue on their streak? Yesterday, had the A's, didn't come to fruition, but it was close. It was a solid comeback, and now I'm actually going to be going on the other side and back of the Yankees here with Garrett Cole on the mound. I mean, you're getting Sean Manaya, yeah. the southpaw, but he's really struggled this month. I mean, in four starts, he's allowed 17 earned runs. The Yankees up to minus 157 now on the money line with a total at eight. It's just hard to step, you know, in front of this Yankees team and go against them right now. And the A's have been really struggling these past couple of weeks, Jeff. 100% agree with you. A lot of gut punch, gut punch losses for the A's. 
uh, this week in particular. I mean, they battled all the way back from 6 nothing last night, and then, you know, Sergio Romo just didn't have it, and they, they were able to attack him again last night. Uh, earlier in the week, you know, they had, you know, over the weekend, they had those big losses to the uh, the Giants where they blew some wins, uh, blew some leads, excuse me. Uh, and then you mentioned the Manaya factor. Plus, Cole seems to have figured out, uh, you know, for all the uh, belly aching we did about, you know, grip enhancement and all that, lately he's been on pace. So, of course, now that I've jinxed him, uh, we'll see. But I also have a lot of personal <laughs> interest in Cole uh, just from uh, my, my top fantasy teams, too. So, uh, but I do like everything setting up pretty well for the Yankees. I mean, hey, they are the hot team, too. Absolutely. All right. We'll be rooting on the Bronx Bombers together. And then finally, before we move on to some division bets and player awards, Jeff, let's talk Mariners and Royals. Seattle fell victim last night to Kansas City, and these are crucial games for the Mariners. Still looking to vie for a postseason spot, rather a wild card spot. But look, Seattle's getting some love with the steam again. They're now up to minus 165. Kansas City catching plus 143 with a shorter total at eight. You think Seattle gets the job done tonight? Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I like him at home like that. I, I mean, Gilbert's had a pretty good year, but lately his form hasn't been as great. Maybe that has something to do with the opponents he's been facing. Uh, Bubich, uh, really struggled two weeks ago, uh, corrected himself a little bit last week, had a couple of good outings. So, eh, I, I, I still think that, you know, this, this is probably a good setup. Again, I probably look at, uh, probably the run total a little bit, maybe even, uh, try to attack the over on the first five a little bit, because I think you can attack these starting pitchers. Okay. All right, Jeff. Well, let's go ahead and get your thoughts on some of these longer term bets. I know we're getting closer to the end of the season now, but really only, I mean, there's a couple of divisions that could still be worth betting, but really the one that's the closest in terms of the odds at this point is the NL West. Now the Dodgers are still the favorite to win it, despite being a couple and a half games back minus 167 for Los Angeles. The Giants plus 120 out in front can still get some value with them. And then the Padres all the way down to 200 to one. But at this point, based on the odds and the positioning, do you go with the Giants and a little bit of plus money here? I mean, I think out of principle, you probably should throw a little bit down on that. I mean, the Giants continue to defy expectations. We keep on looking up. You look at that rotation, you know, like they're the second best run prevention team in baseball right now. Uh, things like that. You know, the best record in baseball too. Yet, I kind of... I'm aligned with the odds makers. I, I'm, I, I think that the Dodgers are probably the best team, not just in the National League. I think they're the best team in baseball when they have everybody going. They're not, they don't have Kershaw, but they got bets back finally. Uh, I know Max Muncy is kind of an iffy decision for tonight. We'll see about that. Uh, but, you know, every time I think, you know, the funny thing that's remarkable about the Dodgers is they're like on this 18-4 and four, 18 and four run, and they've gained a half a game on the Giants. It's got to be super <laughs> frustrating for them that they just can't do that there. This is, this is an incredible race. The, the really crazy thing is seeing the the, uh, the Padres drop out of that race. Uh, but I think the Dodgers have the best lineup, one through eight. I, I think that they have the uh, a pretty solid bullpen. You know, I, I know out of principle, I just said out of principle, take the plus 120. But, I mean, the Dodgers are the best team. I, I still, in my heart of hearts, I can't get past that. Hey, fair enough. And, look, you have lost some value on San Francisco, and there's still plenty of time. So it's not going to be shocking to see them come down right to the wire. But it's going to be fun to watch that toward the end of the season and see how those odds reflected. So uh, if you want to go with San Francisco, probably do it sooner rather than later. And if you want the Dodgers, hey, take a look at their schedule and see if they think you can overcome San Francisco at this point. But it'll be fun to watch that one unfold, Jeff, as will the NL MVP odds. Now, 
this was more so of a closer race probably, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago. It seems as of this point, Tatis is really the far and away runner uh, to win it. Minus 278. It's not incredibly huge, but, you know, when you just look at these stats, even though he's played the least amount in terms of competing with Freddie Freeman at 8-1, to Muncie at 8-1, to and Harper at 11-1, to Tatis is just really the most dominant player when you look at all the stats and categories. Do you think he will be the winner for NL MVP? I, I don't like the the odds there. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of value in that line, considering right. that San Diego's fallen out of the NL West race, considering how much he's personally slumped a little bit since coming back. Uh, I think he needs to be special in September. I, 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 but the problem is the lack of a ready, ready, readily identifiable alternative. You know, you, you know, Freeman got the win last year, so maybe that works against him actually in a way. Uh, Muncie is the leader of a bunch of good bats in that Dodgers lineup. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably he's probably going to, to to get it. But say if he collapses, say if the the Padres don't make the playoffs, could you see could you see a scenario where voters kind of hold that against him? I think I could. Uh, just a question of oh, identifying sure. if there's someone that carries the the other guy to uh, the other team to the playoffs or to winning their division. I, I think that's the big key. Is if the Dodgers win the division and Muncie's on fire in September again, then you could see those odds uh, shorten up a little bit. Oh, 100%. Jeff. That's such a big factor, and it goes in correlation with the Cy Young a little bit, too. And we have a couple yep. minutes left, so I kind of want to squeeze it in. But the NL Cy Young, Bueller was like plus 140 before his last start. Now he's the favorite, minus 110. Corbin Burns is 2-1. to one. Pretty much it's those top two heavy for the NL Cy Young, at least in my opinion at this point, is reflected by the odds. Which one do you choose right now between those two guys? Oh, Bueller for sure. Uh, although, it, it, you know, I should, you know, I've, I've spent all summer underestimating Milwaukee, so who knows? But, uh, you know, Burns missed a little bit of time. I think that will be held against him a little bit. He's not going to have as many innings as Bueller. I, I, I really like Bueller. I think the odds have shifted in his favor. And in fact, I probably still think those are pretty decent. Uh, that's a pretty decent line for him. I think that those, uh, I, I think that he's going to be even more of a favorite as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be realistic, you would imagine. You're right. He's had more playing time at this point, and he's been an absolute beast and very consistent. Now, about 45 seconds, Jeff. A.L. Cy Young, Lance Lynn is the favorite, minus 167. But would you entertain a bet on Garrett Cole, plus 150? Sure. I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, the Yankees have won, what, 11 in a row now? Uh, absolutely. You could see that happening there. If they catch the Rays... Especially, you could see that narrative working in his favor. So, yeah, I see that as a pretty decent investment. Uh, you know, we were drafting him as the second best pitcher in baseball at the start of the season. You know, if he continues to dominate down the stretch, I could see that. Jeff Erickson, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him along on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Catch all of his content covering Major League Baseball over at Rotowire, where he serves as a senior editor. Jeff, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the games tonight and your weekend, my friend. Thanks, Danny. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. There he is, Jeff Erickson, once again, senior editor over at Roto-Wire. Great conversation surrounding baseball tonight, and we'll keep it in that conversation next segment. We'll go through some of my best bets this evening, one of them regarding that game between the Yankees and the A's. Plus, we've got college football coming tomorrow. Finally, baby, cannot wait. Week zero. Let's talk about that Nebraska-Illinois game. I got to play in that. And like we teased a little bit earlier in the show, a couple of preseason bets for Sunday. So in case you missed it, I'll just go through those really quick. But not only do we have that, we have the head-to-head -head quarterback props, or not quarterback, excuse me, wide receiver props. And then we'll be talking more NFL at the end with Brady Cannon. Plenty more to come here on the show. Stick around. It is Rush Hour.
I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And remember to make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling prompt call 1 800 Gambler, not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them out once again, betrivers.com. All righty, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and it is time for Danny's Dimes. Win two and one last night, looking to keep on rolling this evening and furthermore throughout this upcoming weekend. So let's start on the diamond, which we already kind of teased with one of the games being the Yankees and the Ace. We'll keep this one a little bit shorter. But in this matchup, I'm rolling with the Red Hot Yanks. They opened minus 140, went up to minus 157. I played them at minus 148. Would still recommend going money line with the Yankees as they're putting their stud Garrett Cole out on the mound. 
He hasn't faced Oakland so far this season, but in two starts this month, has only given up two earned runs. He's second in AL Cy Young, like we just went over, 2.85 XFIP, 12 and 6 record. On the other side, uh, other side, Sean Manaya, the Southpaw, has been kind of a roller coaster, but overall not bad. 8 and 8, 3.58 XFIP. But in the month of August, in four starts, he's given up 17 earned runs. He has gone up against the Yankees, went over five innings pitch, 5.1 to be exact. Did well, three hits, just two earned runs. Yankees did get the job done, though, two to one. However, I like the Yankees here, as Jeff kind of alluded to. It's just been heartbreak for Oakland, especially last night. We had a tough loss with them after that comeback. But look, Yankees are hitting better against lefties. 767 OPS compared to 710 against righties. And in the month of August, during this hot streak, they got a 775 OPS. The A's really on the other side, you know, they've hit worse at home. 700 OPS compared to 742 on the road. So look, the Yankees are the hot team. I'm riding this hot streak. Hopefully I'm not the bad luck and cause the end of the weight streak. But uh, playing Yankees on the money line, minus 148. Again, they're up to minus 157. But like the Yankees to keep it going tonight against Oakland. All right, let's move on to college football, folks. My alma mater, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yes, I know pretty much everybody in the whole world is taking the points with Illinois, and that's fine. I'm not going to advise you against that. But the angle I'm looking at in this game is going to be on Nebraska, but in the first half. Now, of course, you can't bet in-state schools in the state of Illinois as of now. So for all you people out there in these other states, other regions, a bet that you can make at Bet Rivers is the first half three-way bet. And what this entails is... You know, the Huskers to be leading at the half, fighting a line to be leading at the half, or a tie. So remember, the tie is implemented in this bet. So if it does tie and you take the Huskers or Illinois, then you lose. You don't get the push like on a money line. So that's kind of, you know, what you're looking at here, what makes it different, but why you're also at the same time getting the better odds. So that's a slight catch. But instead of, you know, laying the three and a half with the Huskers in the first half line or even going minus 215, I'm doing the minus 167. Now, this has actually moved up, I think, in some spots, to minus 175. But I laid the Huskers minus 167 in the three-way first half bet. This is a lot bigger game than a lot of outsiders who don't pay as close attention to the program really consider it. Because the seat's getting warmer for Frost. They have more talent. And this is going to be the best defense under the Scott Frost regime. They need to start out hot. They all know that. They understand the pressure in this game. You have turnover in the Illini program, Brett Bielema being instilled in the mix. They have a solid offense, no denying that. But there may be some rust with this squad with just a bunch of turnover. So I think Nebraska wins the game. I don't know if they cover the game. But more importantly, the angle I like the best is Nebraska on the three-way line to be leading at the end of the first half. So that's my first official play in the college football season. As well, like we said earlier, rolling with the Yankees tonight. And if you missed it, we do have some preseason action for Sunday. Going with the Jags on the money line, minus 175 on the road against the Cowboys. Urban Meyer looking to solidify his first official NFL win in the preseason. And he did say he's expecting to play starter. So you'll see some Trevor Lawrence, presumably, and some Gardner Menchu. The movement has gone toward Jacksonville, and that's the side I'm going with. And then we're going with the Patriots on the money line, minus 170 on the road against the Giants. Now, Patriots 2-0 this preseason. The defense has been solid. Daniel Jones is going to be playing in this game, but no Saquon Barkley, no Kenny Galladay, no Kyle Rudolph, no Kadarius Toney, but Daniel Jones will be in the mix. But this Patriots defense has been very sufficient this preseason. Still the quarterback competition between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Hopefully they get some good playing time, and that's what I'm banking on, and that's why I play Patriots on the money line, minus 170. 
All right, we'll recap all those a little bit later on the show. But coming up next, speaking of the NFL, let's do head-to-head -head props with some wide receivers. Who's going to rack up more receiving yards? We'll get into that next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The NFL preseason has kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. And the guide is only $19.99 and it's available now. Our experts provide profiles of every single team along with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up now for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All righty, speaking of the NFL, it's time to talk more of that here on Rush Hour. On a Friday evening, I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me along on Twitter at vsin live on the tweets for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. But like we said, let's keep up the trend that we've been doing this past week with the unique betting angles of the match bets that are thrown out at Bet Rivers and we've done running backs we've done quarterbacks with the head-to-head -head props who's going to have the most rushing yards passing yards but now let's do receivers who is going to have the most receiving yards throughout these groups of players and really just the three that stuck out to me the most as at this point are the ones we're going to go over and we're going to start with Travis Kelsey and DK Metcalf now Travis Kelsey is the favorite in this spot and rightly so in my opinion he's minus 143 DK's plus 115 but Kelsey in 2020, in 15 games, racked up over 1,400 receiving yards. That's the most in a season he's ever had was last year. And even before that, in 2019, racked up over 1,200. 2018, racked up over 1,300. 2017, got 1,038. 2016, got over 1,100. The dude is consistent, and he is dominant. Now, DK Metcalf is also both of those things, but not quite as much as Kelsey. Now, last year with DK in 16 games, racked up 1,303 receiving yards. So played in one more game than Kelsey, but still finished about 1,000 yards, or 100 yards less, excuse me. 2019 in 16 games, his first year, racked up 900 receiving yards. The benefit for Travis Kelsey here is that he will face 10 defenses that finished bottom half of DVOA pass defenses past season. That's one benefit, along with having the best quarterback in the NFL, passing it to you and Patrick Mahomes. And what's different about this Chiefs team than the Seahawks, in my opinion, is that they're actually investing in their offensive line, and I have a little bit more faith in their offensive line. Unlike the Seahawks, who who knows what that O-line is going to look like, and that's what caused the turmoil with Russell Wilson and company in the offseason. Now, even more so to go against DK Metcalf, potentially, is he and the Seahawks team offensively will be facing only four defenses that finish in the bottom half of DVOA pass defense. So it could be a tougher schedule, tougher matchups for this offense that presents itself in Seattle and for DK Metcalf. But you could make the argument that, hey, maybe because they're in a tougher division, they'll be playing from behind. They'll get more opportunities. Maybe he'll play the whole season. Whereas if you're looking at Kelsey, maybe he sits out the last game. 
yes, there's a lot of what-ifs and those kind of factors, but at the end of the day, we saw him play one less game, and Kelsey still racked up more yards. And again, the Seahawks team overall could have kind of a regression this season. That's what I'm banking on more so. So for that matter, I would be going with Travis Kelsey too because he gets more targets per game. Last season it was nine compared to DK's eight. It's not a huge difference, but still, you know, he averaged 94.4 yards per game. DK was just 81.4. It's not ideal to lay the minus 143, and I didn't do it just yet, but that's the strongest kind of lean I have in terms of the receiving props that we have presented. I'd go with Kelsey over DK Metcalf. Now let's keep it out on the West Coast, so talk about a pair of teammates in this next matchup head-to-head. -head. How about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? A little bit intriguing here on the same team. Now Cooper Cup is the favorite, minus 134. Robert Woods plus 108. Last season, Cooper Cup in 15 games racked up 974 receiving yards. Robert Woods in 16 games last season dialed up 936 receiving yards. And like I've been doing, I kind of just like to throw out the most they've had in their career in a season. It was 2019 for Cup where he had 1,161 receiving yards. For Robert Woods, it was 1,219. That was in 2018. So their total average with the Rams, Robert Woods has averaged 1,017.5 receiving yards with Los Angeles in his tenure. Cooper Cup is only at 892.5, but that's counting the season where he only played eight games. If we take out that 2018 season, he would average just over 1,000 receiving yards. But what is also interesting is that in the four seasons that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have been teammates, Cooper Cup has gained more receiving yards in three out of four of those seasons. And guess what? The only one where he didn't was the season where he got injured and only played in eight games. So if you're going off history, if you're going off the trends and reliability, Cooper Cup has been your man. That's probably a bigger reason why he's the favorite here, minus 134. You also, also have to consider new quarterback in the mix. Could that change the dynamic? Perhaps, but something to keep in mind. The trends bode well for Cooper Cup. New quarterback could arise a question mark in that situation, however. Slight lean probably goes toward the history with Cooper Cup. Now, this one I think is also a very intriguing bet. This involves Keenan Allen, who's minus 137, going up against Julio Jones, plus 110. The veteran Jones on a new squad this season. And again, he's the dog in this spot, and in my opinion, rightfully so. Because Keenan Allen, you know, he's got a quarterback that we know can sling it, has more familiarity with him after getting a full offseason. And this is a Chargers team that probably should be on the up and up regardless, and a team that's investing in their offensive line that will also help out uh, Justin Herbert. And Keenan Allen for sure is going to be the number one guy, right? That's what we can expect. Julio Jones, probably not. It's going to be A.J. Brown. So look. Not only that, Julio's in a run-first offense with a quarterback who's not, you know, passing the ball as much as Justin Herbert is going to be, and you still have to compete with the likes of Josh Reynolds, who also got brought to the team, but then, of course, A.J. Brown. So Keenan Allen last season racked up 992 receiving yards. The most we've seen him get in a season was 1,393. That was in 2017. But again, this team is poised to have a good year, and Keenan Allen is going to be a part of that. They're facing nine defenses that finished in the bottom half of DVOA pass defenses past year, whereas Julio Jones and the Titans are going to be facing just seven defenses that finished in the bottom half of DVOA pass defenses past season. But again, the big factor for going to Keenan Allen here is we know he's going to be the number one target for Justin Herbert. We know the Chargers and Justin Herbert are probably going to pass the ball more. It's awesome that Julio Jones is on a new team and they have a studly receiving crew. But at the end of the day, they're still going to be run first with Derrick Henry and company until something else kind of crazy happens. So with that being said, 
again, I would lean toward Keenan Allen here, laying the minus 137. Haven't played it officially, but a strong lean to Keenan Allen, minus 137, and then also another strong lean. And I might end up playing these over the weekend or next week, and I'll update you, of course, if I do. But the other one being Travis Kelsey, minus 143 to have more receiving yards at DK Metcalf. Reliability is the biggest word to use when it comes to Travis Kelsey. The dude has been insanely consistent. We expect more to stay in this upcoming season. All right, speaking of this season, to help us handicap it more, how about point spread weekly contributor and contributor to the Pro Football Betting Guide, Brady Cannon, Las Vegas golfer on Twitter. You know him handicapping golf, but we're going to switch it to the gridiron with him next as we round out the Friday edition of Rush Hour. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on all those boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And remember to make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Remember to check them out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, we are wrapping up yet another edition of Rush Hour right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Dandy Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us as we get you ready for not only the upcoming football season, but this weekend as well with plenty of football action in the preseason. But we're going to kind of focus a little bit further down the road with our next guest, and that's Brady Cannon, fellow VEASAN host and Point Spread Weekly contributor. Did great contributions when it came to the uh, Pro Football Betting Guide, which, of course, is available now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So, Brady, I'm excited to talk with you because you are obviously a pro when it comes to handicapping the NFL Super Contest champ. And, you know, you do your work very well throughout the long course of the season. And in terms of the preseason bets, with the season win totals, I like your selections. They're a little bit, you know, thought-provoking and a little bit different than what the norm's kind of been gravitating toward. Starting in the Mile High City with the Broncos, it was funny because we were just talking about this team yesterday. To me, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos have a more successful year and get to that 9-10 win range or stay, you know, 8 or 7. To me, they're a big question mark. But what do you see out of Denver this season with the win total set at 8.5? Yeah, eight and a half uh, is uh, still available, and some books have gone to nine on the Broncos. I actually like the move to Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. Even though both Bridgewater and Drew Locke have been pretty good in the preseason, I really thought uh, Bridgewater was brought in to take that spot from the get-go, and I like that move. He was very competitive in, uh, in Carolina last year. They played some great games against some of the best teams in the league. Uh, including one that's in the AFC West there, the Chiefs. They played well against the Packers. So I like Bridgewater, and I think the quarterback in that offense, Danny, will just have to be very efficient and not turn the ball over, and that's something that Teddy Bridgewater is kind of modeled like. He, you know, he's, not, he's careful with the ball. He does not uh, turn it over quite a bit. He's very accurate and whatnot with his passing. Uh, but the defense is going to carry that team. Uh, it's just, it's very similar to the year when Peyton Manning was brought in and they won the Super Bowl. I think that defense is outstanding. I love the draft pick of Patrick Sertan. And if you look at the, their ability to cover, I think they're so good in the secondary that that's going to even make Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb that much better. So I think Denver is a little bit of a sneaky team. Uh, I think they could absolutely win that division. And, and that kind of ties into the Kansas City Chiefs there. I, the Chiefs are still obviously a very talented team, and they probably have the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. But trying to go to a third Super Bowl in a row is, if not impossible, extremely difficult. And they also come off of the Super Bowl loss, which usually spells a hangover in the following season. So I expect the Chiefs to be more down this year, and I think that'll give everybody else in the AFC West an opportunity. Yeah, 12 and a half is the win total for Kansas City, and it is shaded to the under, minus 141. The over is plus 115. Now, Brady, how much of the handicap, and I'm sure obviously, you know, it was a significant amount, but how much did it kind of differ from team to team knowing that the season is expanded to 17 games? Do you factor in, of course, like a team like Kansas City who maybe at the end of the season doesn't need to win that last game because they have their playoff position solidified? Is that something that kind of runs in the back of your mind? 
Absolutely. No, I think that's something that you have to consider. Uh, you, you never know what what is going to happen in that last game, if they're going to need to win or if they're just going to, you know, play all their second and third stringers. I mean, that that's almost kind of like a toss-up game, but I think it definitely plays into season win totals, you know, especially for the favorites, for a team like Kansas City that may be in a situation where they can just take their foot off the gas and, and rest their players for that last game. Uh, but 12 and a half, I believe, Danny, that's the highest win total in the NFL this year. And the Chiefs are also, you know, your Super Bowl winner favorite. So it kind of goes hand in hand there. But I- I'm ready to go against the Chiefs. And I'm sure you have looked at the schedule. You look at about their first eight games. I mean, they, they have one team in the Philadelphia Eagles that we expect to not be very good. Everybody else in that first eight games looks pretty tough. And I don't have it in front of me, but you've, I know you've got the Ravens, the Chargers, uh, the uh, New York Giants. You've got the um, – uh, gosh, there's another team that's escaping. Oh, the Tennessee yeah, Titans the Browns, are in there. The Titans, yeah. And then Washington, yeah, they with Brady, the Browns, who's probably going to be Washington. on the out. Absolutely. I mean, there's not every team out of those first eight or nine games or so, there's about seven of those teams that are above average, if not elite, and are expected to do big things this season. So Kansas City's got a really tough first half of the schedule. And uh, I, I mean, I think I wrote up in the football guide that they could possibly go one and six. Yeah, it's possible. It's not likely. But the point is betting over 12 and a half wins, I think, is probably the wrong way to go with this team. Yeah, look, everybody sees the Chiefs, sees Patrick Mahomes, and thinks automatic over, automatic Super Bowl winner year after year. And look, they've earned that respect, but you're right. This could be a year that, based on that tough start to their schedule, may just be a little bit rougher and might not be an automatic. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes even deal with injuries throughout the season. Now we're expecting a better offensive line, but still, it could be a tougher season for Kansas City. So completely understand your reasoning for looking under 12 and a half with the Chiefs. And if you missed it to start, Danny. Brady also likes the... Yeah, go ahead, Brady. Yeah. What, what you're saying there, too, you, you use, use the word respect. They've earned the respect of, of the odds makers and everybody in football and the betters and, and everything like that. And all of that goes into the line, too. So I, I think, and we even saw it last year, I think everything's a little bit inflated on the Chiefs because of that respect that they've earned. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is so electric and, you know, can really light a scoreboard on fire at any minute. And that's built into the price. You remember, of course, last year, I, I want to say it was their last nine games or so. They only covered one, and they had mm-hmm. so many one-score games. So, you know, that that's also a handicap when you're looking at season win totals or future bets for the the coming NFL season. How many close games did they win or lose? Kansas City got lucky to win a lot of close games. So that always does not sustain year after year. You would expect that to fall off the other direction a little bit in this season. A hundred percent. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, there was that streak where Kansas City just could not cover to save their butts. And look, that could certainly happen again, as we talk about in the first eight or so games in this season. So, yeah, Brady looking under 12 and a half with Kansas City, over eight and a half with Denver. Now, Brady, before we let you go, I know you got a couple of plays in terms to go the whole way. Cleveland, 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl, and your 49ers, 14-1. to Both of those two teams I'm very high on, including the Browns. What's your reasoning for high expectations in Cleveland? 
Yeah, I think uh, both of those teams arguably have the most talented rosters in football and, and maybe more so Cleveland than San Francisco. Uh, Cleveland really did a good job in the offseason. I mean, if there was a weak spot with that team last year, it was their defense, and they – filled a couple of gaps with that. Of course, they drafted into the secondary and uh, they took on J- uh, Jadavian Clowney. Now, we don't know what to expect out of him, but if it takes a little bit of pressure off Miles Garrett, that's all the better because we know Miles Garrett is an absolute beast and you know has a good chance to lead the league in sacks once again. And it's kind of similar to Denver. Baker Mayfield, I think, is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater, but He's not on the level of a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or even Justin Herbert or anything like that, but he is very solid. And the point is, I think if he can protect the ball, not turn it over and just guide that offense, he's got maybe the best two running backs in all of football. He's got a plethora of weapons at wide receiver and tight end. He's got maybe the best offensive line in all of football. So if he can just, again, be efficient, then the defense and the rest of the talent around him, I think ought to carry this team a long way. And, you know, back to Kansas city, I actually like the Browns catching, you know, now it's about six. I was able to get seven. It was at six and a half and I bought it to seven, but I think the Browns are a good play in the very first week catching six and a half or more. Yeah. And then Brady really quick. We got about 90 seconds left with the 49ers. What are you making of this quarterback situation, whether it's Lance or Garoppolo, who do you have a little bit more faith in with this bet? You know what? I, I, I think Garoppolo is going to start and I think he's going to be fine. I think having Trey Lance in his rear view mirror is a good thing that puts pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo to perform. And I don't think it too much matters there in San Francisco. I think Kyle Shanahan will have plays designed for Trey Lance to be in that offense as well. Um, again, there's so much talent on both sides of the ball there in San Francisco. If the quarterback can just keep the ball protected and not turn it over, I think either version who's behind center there in San Francisco is going to find success. Yeah, completely with you. I mean, the surrounding parts are just so solid for San Francisco on both sides of the ball, as you allude to. And Shanahan's going to find a way to scheme for who's ever taking the snaps this upcoming season. But hey, Brady, we can't wait for it to start. We appreciate you helping us handicap it as always, my friend. Looking forward to talking more football throughout the season. You got it, Danny. Thanks for having me, my friend. Absolutely. As always, Brady Cannon, who you can follow on Twitter at Las Vegas Golfer, VEASAN host and Point Spread Weekly contributor, Again, he won the Super Contest a few years back, so he knows his football and will get you prepared. Check it out, the Pro Football Betting Guide and the College Football Betting Guide, bsin.com slash subscribe. All right, that just about does it for another edition of Rush Hour. In case you missed it earlier, we had several plays to look forward to for Danny's Dimes, not only tonight, but a little bit further down the road. How about the Yankees for tonight? Minus 148 on the money line, hoping they extend their winning streak the 13 games tonight on the road against the Oakland Athletics. Then for tomorrow, the first college football game of the season going with the Nebraska Cornhuskers on the first half three-way money line. So if it does tie, I lose instead of push, but you're getting a little bit better price. Minus 167 is what I snagged with the Huskers. Then in terms of NFL preseason on Sunday, going with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the money line. Minus 175 against the Cowboys and the Patriots on the money line. Minus 170 against the Giants. As always, best of luck if you tail. Thank you for joining us tonight. Best of luck with all your wagers. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up again on Monday here on Rush Hour.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 